0: guys, I want to give a quick shout out to Long Island's very own Time to BS with Daniel Smooth. He talks sports, music, movies, wrestling, and more. Make sure you listen to his show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and live streams are available on YouTube. This guy is an amazing personality. He has a great show each and every single week, guys, so definitely make sure to check him out along with all the other fine Belly Up Sports members. What is going on, you guys? I'm your host, Stacey Cole Morgan, and you are listening to the Morgan Man Sports Podcast here on Spotify, Google Podcasts, GoodPod HQ, or wherever you find your preferred podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about the Call of Duty League with updated CDL point standings, online qualifiers, major two tournament breakdown what matches to look out for this weekend and also ladies and gentlemen we got a lot of Atlanta Falcons news to cover Terry Fontenot talking about the quarterback situation to Zach Robinson about getting the top priority playmakers the ball during this coming football season so that any further delay let's go to go straight into today's action The following is a presentation of the Belly Sports Media Network. Welcome to the Morgan Man Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Cole Morgan. Here on the Morgan Man Sports Podcast, we talk Atlanta Falcons news, pregame predictions, and all other news surrounding the Atlanta Falcons. Touchdown Atlanta! Also on the podcast, we talk Call of Duty League esports covering roster mania, major predictions, COD champs, player trades, and much more to get you ready for every single CDL weekend. Goes through, with the Optic with the sweep. If that sounds good with you, put on your Falcons jersey, grab your gaming headset, and let's get the show started. <laughs> Alright right, guys, so we are talking about the Call of Duty League Major 2 online qualifiers happening this weekend right here, February 23rd through the 25th. So your matches consist of the New York Subliners taking on the Boston Breach, Friday, February 23rd. Also on the 23rd, you got the Minnesota Rocker taking on Optic Texas and the Miami Heretics taking on the Vegas Legion. Saturday, February 24th, you have matches consisting of the Vegas Legion taking on the Toronto Ultra, LAG taking on Opt Texas, and Miami Heretics taking on the Los Angeles Thieves. And then finally, Sunday, February 25th, you got the Seattle Stars taking on the Carolina Royal Ravens, Minnesota Rocker taking on the Boston Breach. And finally, in the main event, Atlanta Phase taking on the New York subliners. And for your current CDL Point standings, you got the Toronto Ultra sitting at first place, still with 180 points. The Atlanta Face sitting at 155 CDL points. opti sitting at 110. New York Subliner sitting at 80. Rocker at 75. Surge at 60. Hurtix at 50. And the Los Angeles Gorillas sitting at 50. And that is your top eight. Your playoff qualification cutoff, if the playoffs started today, would start off with the Vegas Legion sitting at 35. Boston Breach sitting at 30, Carolina Royal Ravens sitting at 25, and the Los Angeles Seas sitting at 20. So guys, looking at this weekend right here, there's a lot of matches that is playoff worthy actually and can be a determining factor of who's going to be in that winner's bracket for the major two tournaments. And of course, to start off with, you know, the Atlanta phase is my very verse. Matchup to look up for because that is your top five matchup right there. Number four against number two. Now, obviously, I already know the Atlanta Phase is the better team this year than the New York Subliners because they traded away Priesta and all of them. Definitely it is a downgrade for the New York Subliners, and the Atlanta Phase did upgrade with Draza at hand. And they are coming off a very sweet victory over the Miami heretics this past weekend, 3-1. And I will say now the Miami Hertics did expose the Atlanta phase a little bit in that hard point. They showed a lot of weaknesses. The Atlanta phase did. And could not gain the lead whatsoever against the Hertics. Now, of course, they did bounce back in that very second hard point whenever it was going to bat four. But still, though, Atlanta phase, they're not a hard point team. They are a control and an S&D team. But that is it. And Toronto Ultra, I think, has really exposed them. And now you're seeing it with the Miami Hertics. and soon to be other teams that are going to expose the Atlanta phase and totally decimate them in the hard points. And if you're Atlanta phase, you got to you got to work on all of that stuff. And what I keep saying each and every single week is get in that hard point. Don't don't wait on your backup. Start capturing some points. And it totally win your one one-on-one gunfights, because I noticed that in even in the hard points, you're losing your gunfights. You're losing your control. You're losing the, the momentum you've been building up. So if you just sit back, relax in the hard point and focus on your one-on-ones, you're going to control the hard point, but you got to get in there first again, stop waiting on the backup to arrive. If you're a BZ and you're just one gun in it right now, just hop on the hard point. There's no sense in waiting for Simp or Celium or you know Draza to come and back you up. It should be one person there, and then if all the whole team is there, this should all capture the points. That way, it the point adds up quicker. But no, the Atlanta phase sticks to just waiting until everybody kills off, and then one person hops on, and then boom, you know they're dead, and then the other team, like mine, hurtsix. They take advantage of that and they rack up the points. If Atlanta face would just fix that simple problem, they would be the most dominant hardpoint team, I think, to this day. Go back to MW 2019, the inaugural season of the Call of Duty League. They did that in hard points. You know, Simp, Celium, and Abizy, you know, they controlled the hard points, and they won a lot of series by controlling the hard points. So they got to go back to the roots, start hopping on it, and you know win their one on ones, and I believe they would be the most dominant hard point team out there today. And I'm not sitting here saying it's said easier or said done easier or whatever, however the saying goes, because you got the Toronto Ultra who was also just two and one or twelve and one, excuse me, and the only two losses from Atlanta Phase is. From the Toronto Ultra, so they definitely need to take a little bit out of their playbook and start manipulating that into theirs. So James Crowder, if you hear me, you know, look at the hardpoint tape. It's not going to lie. So that's your set first matchup. Excuse me. To look out forward to this weekend in that main event, Sunday, February twenty fifth at six p.m. Eastern Standard. The next matchup, honestly, guys, it has to be the Heretics versus the Legion. So, Legion is coming off a hot win over LEG 3-1. And the Miami Heretics are coming off some devastating losses against the Atlanta Fays. And I want to believe it was the Optic Texas squad all this past weekend. So, they definitely need a rebound series. And the Heretics are sitting at 7th right now. While the Legion is coming in a little hot right now. Sitting at 3-7 and seven wins. 3 wins, 7 losses. But the Heretics are fallen tremendously so they definitely need this win to stay in that top eight category and of course if the playoffs ended today that's what they need is a win this weekend and I mean they're not finished I believe because they still got the Los Angeles Seves I believe that is definitely a very winnable series right there for them so this is two series that they need to win back-to-back 3-0 And I think they could do it against the Thieves and for maybe the Vegas Legion, maybe a 3-1 series victory for the Miami Hurts. But right now, you're looking at the Legion versus the Hurts series as my second go-to match this weekend. And then definitely, right now, guys, the New York Subliners taking on the Boston Breach Friday, February 23rd at 3 p.m. Eastern. Guys, look the Boston breach is a very talented team. They really are the New York subliners. They're, they're kind of that mid tier team. They're not as great as they once was last season, but Hey, this is definitely a matchup to look out for too, because can the subliners hold up momentum, stay in that top four and win a lot of their series or can Boston breach overcome the powerfulness of the New York subliners and finally get their shit together. Start winning some matches because they're just three games away from you know 500. And if they start winning and the Vegas Legion starts losing, and especially the Gorillas, they could be in that playoff category if the season ended today. So, but I'm taking the Subliners in a 3 2 fashion right here. I think Boston th- kind of figures things out, but still at the same time can't get. Over that hump, too much because a lot of their series has come down to a 3 2 loss. And if they could just get over that hump, I think the Boston Breach can definitely be a team to reckon with later in the season. And of course, like you said, the CDL points are updated right now. And of course, your top four is Ultra, Phase, Optic, and the New York Subliners. So, guys. Who are you rooting for this weekend in the Call of Duty League? Major two online qualifiers. Me personally, I'm rooting for FaZe as always to win their matches and totally dominate the scene. But we all know that Toronto Ultra has got the the upper advantage in Matt win-loss ratio, CDO points, just everything. But if FaZe can just get that hard point right, I think they'll start winning a lot more series. And next week is definitely going to be the challenge because they got the rocker and the Toronto ultra all next weekend. And it's definitely going to be a must see weekend. If you are an Atlanta face fan, but more on that next weekend right there, guys, but let's switch gears on over to the Atlanta Falcons side of things. So, and to start off, we got some quick updates with the Atlanta Falcons running back, Cordo Patterson, Officially becoming a free agent right now at the time of this recording, February 19th at 628 PM because his contract was voided today by the Atlanta Falcons and a decision were solely up to special teams coordinator Marquise Williams. Patterson would still be in Atlanta and I totally agree with that, but Patterson did kind of express a lot of upset feelings this past season by not being utilized too much. Now that is coming from Arthur Smith not, you know, utilizing his top talent very well. And this is a whole new regime, no whole new offense, whole new defense, everything. But with the offensive side of things, I think that Zach Robinson can utilize a lot of these star-studded talents to their abilities. And that leads me into my next segment right here of talking about Zach Robinson promises for top playmakers. So this is coming from sportsillustrated.com, The Falcon report. Of course, all these websites will be linked down in the description below for you guys to check those out. The article does state Falcons Zach Robinson promises touches for top playmakers. After the Atlanta Falcons offense under Arthur Smith was criticized last season for not keeping their playmakers involved. New offensive coordinator, Zach Robinson, promising not to make the same mistake. And I quote, A big criticism for the Atlanta Falcons offense under Arthur Smith this past season was the inability to consistently get his biggest playmakers involved, especially in the red zone where the limited touches for former first-round pick like Bijan Robinson and Kyle Pitts were heavily criticized. However, now under new head coach Raheem Morris, who brought in Zach Robinson as his play caller, the early indications seem to indicate that they won't have the same issue. And a quote. Certainly, I think Kyle as a tight end and Bijan as a back, those guys are going to get a lot of their touches. How they they get their touches, Robinson said. I view those guys as a versatile, but those guys can play just tight end. Those guys can play just back. We'll have the formation versatility to move them all over and try to get the most out of what they do, but those guys are very special players and just excited to get going with them. Pitts, the number, excuse me, Pitts, the former number fourth overall NFL pick was one of the biggest mysteries or underperformers during Smith's tenure after making a name for himself at the University of Florida as he, as his explosive receiving tight end in college Pitt's rookie season saw him find success immediately totaling over a 1,000 yards. However, he never seemed to refine that same form in the two years following that. Granted, injuries did play a part for Pitt's. Lack of production as he played in just 10 games in 2022 before a torn MCL. But even when he was healthy, like this past season, he totally did not perform well, just only getting 667 yards and three touchdowns on 53 receptions. Was that because of usage or was that what made Pitt successful in college not translated into the NFL? Those are two questions Robinson will have to answer. As for Robinson, his selection by the Falcons was surprising last year in the NFL draft, considering they already had a thousand yard rusher on the roster in Tyler Algier. Yet, while Robinson's rookie year didn't end with him winning the NFL's offensive rookie of the year, as many predicted, he did show what made him special in college. And that is that's true. It really is. So utilizing these top two talents, Kyle Pitts and B. John Robertson is definitely going to be a must in this year's NFL season, the 2024 25 season. And if you get those guys involved with the right quarterback and the right just system in general, I think this is going to be a playoff caliber team, but then that will lead to the defense having to be a top 10. So we'll have to wait and see, but right now it does look like Zach Robinson, the new offense coordinator, is promising touches, and that is very exciting and promising to hear. But of course, we'll have to wait and see when the season starts in what early September. So speaking of success for the offense, the Falcons general manager Terry Fontenot was on NFL Live just earlier today at the time that it was recording on February 19th, 2024 at 6.33 p.m. He was asked about the quarterback situation for the Atlanta Falcons. And guys, he he's speaking the truth right here. So this is coming from Michael Baca, if I'm pronouncing that right. Sorry if I'm butchering your name. But the arrival of head coach Raheem Morris doesn't figure to be the only sign of change in Atlanta this upcoming season. Terry Fontenot is gearing up for the 2024 NFL Scouting scouting Combine and the official start of free agency on March 13th. During an appearance on the NFL report last week, the Falcons general manager said the club will be keying in on the quarterback position during the 2024 season. The only remaining question is what role Atlanta takes to make that potential upgrade. And a quote, that's a top priority for us this offseason and, and it's exciting. Fontenot told NFL Network Steve Whites and James Palmer. Again, not only people that have been in the building, but people outside of the building from Raheem Morris an offensive coordinator Zach Robinson, quarterbacks coach TJ Yates. Assistant coach, Ken Zentve, assistant quarterbacks coach, DJ Williams. We have a lot of really smart people in the building and we're going to spend a lot of time together. Make sure we attack that the right way. We're not going to keep a, we're not going to close any doors, be it trades, free agency or the draft. We will make sure we keep an open mind there and we're going to attack it and make sure we get it right. He is not lying when he says that you definitely got to attack this position and you got to attack it well, because there is too much talent on this Atlanta Falcons roster via the running back position, receiving court, just the entire offense and defense to, you know, help the offense get back on the field to be wasted this year. It really is. And Terry Fontenot, Raheem Morris, and Zach Robinson, this whole coaching staff knows that. That this is too much talent to be wasted. And we're, I believe we're just a quarterback away. And a head coach that knows how to head coach. You know, and and Raheem Morris said it himself best during his introductory press conference that he wants to be the dumbest person in the room. He wants to collaborate and try to figure out everything with everybody else. He don't want to solely be independent and be the, like, try to be the smartest person in the room. He wants to be collaborative, and he wants to help out wherever he can. But he knows his duties is the head coach in position. He's going to let his OC, Zach, uh, Zach Robinson, do his job. He's not going to interfere with it. He's not going to interfere with the defense coordinator or special teams. He's going to interfere only in the head coaching position because that's what he is hired for. Again, I think this is going to be a very successful season, but we have to wait and see because the season is still, gosh, like seven months away right now. Seven, eight months away, and it's going to be a long offseason. But, of course, your boy here. Morgan man is going to be at that training camp no matter what. And that'll be thanks to belly up sports. Hopefully this year we will be getting into the media pass side of things. Definitely. will be updating you guys more on that. Of course, when that time does arrive for training camp, but as of right now, you know, all we got is these articles to read the podcast to listen to right now. Make sure you are subscribing and downloading and staying up to date every single Friday. And that's really about it right now, guys. Again, free agency starts on March 13th, basically the beginning of the brand new league year, and yeah, we just have to go from there. But guys, that is all the time I have for today. I sure hope you did enjoy. If you did, make sure to like button wherever you are listening from: iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Guys, I am currently updating everything right now when it comes to the merch for Morgan Man Sports. Definitely looking into getting or hiring someone, I should say, to graphic design a lot of t-shirts for me and put it on bonfire so that way you guys can support the show. Wherever you are listening from Canada, New Zealand, California, wherever it is, you can support Morgan Man Sports at bonfire.com slash morganman sports of course that merch website will be down in the description below. you guys to check that out but again guys hope y'all enjoyed and i come morgan we'll catch you all later peace thank you for listening to this belly up sports podcast network product some said we go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here